The following is paid commercial programming. Third-party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criterion because clients' investments goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor. Statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008 refer to recommendations made by MMWKM's principals while employed at Eagle Strategies LLC. The team that manages accounts at MMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. MMWKM was created in 2000. And, 11 and uses the same exit strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting MMWKM Advisors LLC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters. And here's your host, Ken Moray. are in the money, the skies are sunny, and old man recession, you are through, you have done us wrong. Well, we'll see if that is in fact the case, but we are back. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe, and this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about the stock market, the economy, the pandemic. We're going to talk about social security. We're going to talk about estate planning. You name it, we talk about it. And we try to have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all of this boring financial stuff. And we have a lot of boring financial stuff to talk about. But before we do that, let me introduce myself. I am Ken Morafe, the host of Money Matters with Ken Morafe. <laughs> Thank you, Faye. <laughs> And uh, I am founder of Retirement Planners of America, and we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And uh, we want to help you uh, with two things. One is our goal for you is to have your money last as long as you do. And secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. Our website is rpoa.com. You can learn more about those things and lots more. So let me go over with you what we're going to talk about on this, our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning. So first of all, there's a term that you may have heard that I think is appropriate in today's environment, and that is bad news is good news. And it explains in a great, I think, in a, in a very good way how, why the stock market continues to go up despite the fact that we continue to get worse and worse news about the economy. And so I want to share with you why bad news is actually good news for the stock market, or at least has been so far. Now, also, when you invest, the reason why you get a return on your money is because people you're putting your money at risk in essence and you want to be paid for that okay so when you lend somebody money you get interest when you invest in a company you want to see the value go up but you're taking risk when you do that and there are seven types of risk that you take potentially as an investor 
And so I want to go over all seven of them with you because, you know, if you know who your enemy is, and I believe risk is the enemy, and if you know who the enemy is, then you can at least prepare for that and know what you're doing before you get into it. So we'll talk about that. Now, also, as we do every week, we're going to talk about social security strategies. This time we're going to talk about strategies for married people. So if you are married, then uh, we'll have some uh, strategies for you on Social Security later on in the show. Now, you know, also one of the things, as I mentioned, since we specialize in retirement planning, our clients are, uh, by definition, I guess, more conservative than you might ex expect from a 25 or a 30 or a 40-year-old. And uh, so protection of principle, you've worked your entire lifetime, you've saved, you've scrimped, you've invested, your 401k, you've done all that stuff, and you want to retire on this, this nest egg that you've built up, and protecting that, in our view, is very, very important. Now, of course, growth is important. But protection is also is even more important. So what we want for you is to have a successful retirement with growth, but with protection. Okay, so and our strategy is called invest and protect. Now, invest and protect is actually counter to buy and hold because what buy and hold says is that you should buy a, a, a set of quality investments, you should diversify, and now your job is done. Now, we believe in those things too. However, we believe also that you should transition out of those things and into more conservative investments when the time is risky. But that's not what people believe who are buy holders. And so in my book, I have buy hold myth number six for a reason why you should never get out of stocks. And that is that you haven't lost any money unless, can you finish it for me? Yeah, exactly, unless you sell. Now, why would somebody say that to you? You haven't, hey, you haven't lost any money unless you sell. Well, we'll go over that with you later on in the show, and I will debunk that one because I think it is a buy-hold myth. It is not true in my opinion. Now, you know what, Faye? My beloved and most valued spouse here is uh, my producer this week. Uh, most shows would stop right there. Most shows would say, you know what? If we did just that, we have done more than our listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. But on this show, do we stop right there? No, we don't. We boldly go where no financial show has gone before, and therefore, at about 10 till, we will have our estate tip of the week. And that's the part of the show where we talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. And in this week's episode, we are going to talk about the gift tax rules, okay? So if you want to make gifts to the aforementioned greedy unwashed, then you need to know what those rules are because if you go awry of the rules, then the IRS... <laughs> Yes, those guys will potentially tax up to 40 or even 50% of the money you're making a gift with. And we don't want that to happen. So we will have our estate tip of the week at about 10 till. So we have a fantastic show lined up for you. And I hope you'll stay tuned for the entire program. Now, you know, one of the, I guess, really nice things about doing this show is that you know, in my own mind, I've become uh, kind of a mini celebrity. People recognize me. And so my wife and I were um, on vacation trying to get away from the heat in Colorado. And we were having breakfast at this outdoor uh, cafe. Uh, and this person was walking by and kept looking at me and then finally came up and said, you're Ken Morafe, aren't you? And I said, yes, I am. <laughs> and he said, I want to thank you 
And I said, oh, really, for what? And he said, because I listen to your show, and he says, thank you for what you do, and keep up the good work. So you know what? For me, that is great, because you know, a lot of times you labor away, you think you're doing a good thing, but you don't know, and it's always nice when somebody goes in, forgive me for interrupting. I said, no, you can interrupt me anytime you want. Anytime you want to come up to me and say something nice to me, you can interrupt. Trust me, I like it. So anyway, very nice uh, thing for that, and uh, thank you. His name was Larry. So Larry, thank you. Anyway, let's talk about uh, bad news is good news. So why? what does that mean? Well, as you probably know, the news on the economy is very bad. Okay, we have record numbers of unemployment, retail sales, uh, uh, clothing sales had a drop of over 70%, the largest drop in sales in recorded history. Um, you know, of course, the unemployment numbers, bankruptcies, uh, all you look up and down the spectrum of economic data, and it just looks horrible. But yet the stock market keeps going up and up and up. And why is that? Well, I'll have to draw a picture for you because we're doing this on the radio or in podcast. Uh, and and if you draw a line that shows the Federal Reserve's um, uh, balance sheet, meaning the amount of money that they've pumped into the economy, and you overlay that over the S&P 500 index, the stock market, what you'll see is that as they increase the amount of money they put in, the stock market goes up with it. So the two, the two lines are almost perfectly correlated. So what that means, therefore, what I extrapolate from that is, is that the more federal stimulus we get, the more the stock market goes up. So, and when do we get federal stimulus? When there's bad news. So the bad news is actually good news for the stock market. So if we get really bad jobs numbers, then guess what? The Congress is going to say, all right, we need to pump another $3 trillion in there to help all those people out. And the Federal Reserve, if they hear that banks are going under or that bonds are going to crater or something like that, they're going to say, okay, here's another $2 trillion, and they're going to throw that at it as well. And both of those uh, entities, and I called them Uncle Sugar, have said that there is no limit to the checkbook. And so that confidence that that brings is, is having people invest. Now, I was talking to a prospective client, and, and you know, he was asking me, he said, you know, right now, what are interest rates? Near zero. So even if you invest in bonds, you know, what are you going to get? If you're lucky, 1.5% or something like that. He said, where do you go to make money? It seems like the only place that you can go to to make money is the stock market. And guess what? The government is backstopping all the risk out there. So therefore, why not just put all our money in the stock market and just go for it? Well, we are cautiously bullish. As you guys may know, we have re-entered the market. Um, and so, yes, there's a good argument for that. But caution is still the order of the day. You know, especially in my view, if you are over 50 and retired or retiring soon. And the reason I say that is because even though the Federal Reserve and the Congress and everybody is like willing to write unlimited checks, it's still with the bad news we have, gravity, it feels like needs will, will come, will, you know, you can't defy gravity forever in our view. However, what do we know? It, it appears that the stock market is going to go up no matter what happens. And bad news is going to be good news for the stock market. So how do you juxtapose those two situations? Well, what gives us comfort is that we have our invest and protect strategy, which says that if the market goes down, the, the S&P 500 goes down to a certain point, and uh, we see the momentum, the risk starting to increase again, then we'll say it's time to get out and protect what we have. So you know, that's our way of dealing with it, is that we know there's a point certain where we're going to get out. And our strategy is designed to give us a 
tolerable loss. You know, there's, there's, we don't know of any strategy where you don't lose any money ever. But we want, if we're going to lose money, for that to not change our life. We don't want to suddenly have to reassess everything, to have to not live the lifestyle we want, to have the prospect of running out of money facing us right away. We want to have tolerable loss, but unlimited upside. We want to be able to invest and grow as long as it takes. But when the momentum change, when the trend change, the trend is not our friend anymore, then we want to protect what we have. Now, if you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, and you've seen this market go up like it has, and you're wondering, can this go on forever? Do trees grow to the sky? Does the stock market do nothing but go up? It never falls. And maybe you're getting a little nervous about all of this and you'd like to have a protection plan in place. Well, then here's what I recommend. Go to our website. It's rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. And you have several options when you're there. One is you can meet with one of our retirement planners. I encourage you to do that. We'll schedule a time to visit, no charge or obligation, virtually. Uh, we also have retirement planning seminars that you can attend virtually, uh, live but virtual. And we also have one on Medicare. This is an important time of the year uh, to, be to be thinking about strategies on Medicare. So if you're over 50, retired, retiring soon, our website is rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the seven types of risk that you potentially take when you invest. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. <laughs> I thank you. And uh, I am senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. And we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And uh, Barons named moi, your faithful host, one of the top financial advisors, actually top 100, actually for the last uh, eight years in a row. And uh, I am flattered. I am honored. Uh, it is a great thing. But without our beloved and most valued clients, I would be nowhere. So all you clients listening, thank you. And even those not, thank you too. Now, if you're not a client, our website is rpoa.com. We'd love for you to go there. We podcast this show so you can subscribe to it. You can listen to it every week if you'd like. We also have uh, uh, lots of articles and videos. And uh, we have our seminars that you can attend virtually. We have the ability to meet with one of our retirement planners. Tons of stuff on there that you can benefit from, I think, uh, when it comes to retirement planning. So the website, again, is rpoa.com. Now, when as, as an investor, you are essentially, uh, in our view, in the, in the risk business. So when you invest your money, you're taking different levels of risk, and that's how you get return. Because if you did not want to take any risk, then you could bury it all in, the back, in your backyard in a box, and then you wouldn't get any return at all. But in theory, you would not be taking any risk. However, there are seven different types of risk that you potentially could be taking when you invest. And burying it in the backyard is actually a way of investing. And there is a risk associated with that, even though you may think there isn't. So let me go over with you the seven types of risk you potentially take when you invest. And the first one is capital risk. So what capital risk means is, is that you could lose your money. And that's the one that people, most people are, are scared of when they invest in the stock market or they invest in things is, could I lose all of my money? You know, could I see a, 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 my investment, my original investment go down in value? And that causes people to be afraid, right? And rightfully so. The second of the seven is inflationary risk. So if you bury all your money in the backyard because you're afraid of losing money that it could go down and you lose it, 
Well, you got a couple of risks actually with that one. One is that uh, worms could get in there and eat your money, and then you don't have any anymore. <laughs> that would be that would be kind of a bad thing, right? But let's assume you put it in the proper box that protects it. Uh, you are taking inflationary risk because if inflation erodes the purchasing power of that dollar, then having it sitting in a box, not earning anything, makes the value of that money go down. So you're taking inflation risk. The second, the third kind of risk is interest rate risk. And so, for example, let's say that, uh, you know, I remember, I've been doing this now long enough, uh, that I, I remember back in the 80s when you could get 16% interest on a bond. And a lot of people bought long bonds. They bought 20-year bonds that or 15-year bonds and 10-year bonds that paid 16 10%. And that's great. But when those bonds came up for renewal, guess what? The interest rate they could renew at was way lower. And therefore, they saw interest rate risk. So that's the risk that in the future, interest rates could be lower in the investment when, that you're in that once it matures, like a, like a CD, for example. The other kind of risk is market risk. And that is that when the entire market takes down the value of your money. So you could be in a very good investment, in a good company, but the industry that that company is in takes a beating. Let's say airlines right now, for example. Okay, You could be invested in a very quality airline company, but the whole industry is going down. So there's market risk there that's taking everything down, even though you've done a very good job of picking the right one. The fifth risk is liquidity risk. So liquidity risk means, again, let's say you put your money in a CD, and now you, you want to take the money out, or you put your money in real estate, and now you need the money. Well, it's not liquid. It's hard to turn around. You know, if you cash in a CD, you have penalties. If you have it in real estate and you want to get the money fast, you, you know, it's not that easy in most times to sell real estate and turn it quickly. So you have liquidity risk. The sixth risk is legislative risk. And that means that our friends in Congress could change laws that are in existence today that aren't there tomorrow. You know, that has happened many times in the past where certain investments were really good because of some tax benefit or some treatment that you get right now. But then the Congress, and you know, there's an old expression, the Congress giveth and the Congress taketh away. And uh, that kind of risk is uh, also called legislative risk. And the last of the seven risks is default risk which means that you invest in a company and that company goes bankrupt or you, uh, you lend money or you buy a bond in a company or a person that defaults on the payment to you because they can't pay you. And so that also is, is a risk. So those are the seven risks. And in our view, a properly constructed portfolio addresses all seven of these risks. So you want to diversify in such a way that you address all those different kinds of risk if you can. And uh, so the stock market, for example, has historically been a good investment to fight inflation with. Uh, bonds have been a good one to fight capital risk. So there's all kinds of different ways to diversify your portfolio so as to address these all these risks. Now, if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com. And as I mentioned, you can schedule a time to visit with one of our retirement planners. So if you're over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, we'd love to meet with you. And 
And what we'll do is we'll put together a, a retirement cash flow plan. We'll help you on decisions with Social Security. We'll look at income tax uh, and, and ways potentially to save you on that or to strategize about that. We'll talk with you about estate planning, which is leaving to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. And, and we want to go over all of that with you, build a plan with you, and have and that's at no charge. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. I think it is too. It is definitely that. And it's all at no charge or obligation. And if we can help you, that is fantastic. We are so happy. And if we cannot, we're going to tell you that too. Either way, we will part friends. Okay. So our website is rpoa.com. Now, I also want to tell you that we have seminars uh, coming up next week that are uh, virtual also, and uh, they're on retirement planning in these uncertain times. We also have one on cybersecurity. I don't think there's ever been a time that cybersecurity is more important than now. With so many people working from home, you know, the cyber guy, the, the cyber hacker guys are uh, busily at work trying to infiltrate your, your, uh, your networks and all that kind of stuff, which are potentially not as protected when you're at home as they are when you are at work. And so we want to help you with that. And then also Medicare. So this is an important time of the year for Medicare planning. And uh, so if you're there, then we have seminars on that too. So if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com. And these are all virtual. So there's uh, you can attend with at, from the comfort of your home. And also um, you can learn tons of stuff. So our website, once again, is rpoa.com. Okay, so we're going to take a break now. And when we come back, we're going to talk about one of the most, the topic that we spend more time, I think, talking about with clients than almost any other, and that is social security and the strategies of when and how to take that. And we're going to have some questions with some answers on social security strategies for married people. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. And we are back. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. And this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about uh, the stock market. We talked about the pandemic. We talk about types of risk you take. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about social security strategies for married people. Um, I am your host, Ken Morayf, and I am founder of Retirement Planners of America, and we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So uh, we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And if that is you, then we'd love to meet you and see if we can help you. Uh, our website is rpoa.com. And we have two goals for you. The first is we want your money to last as long as you do. And secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. And as we always say, your retirement is your second childhood without parental supervision. So we want you to go play and have fun and relax and not worry about all of this stuff. And uh, if we can do that for you, then we feel that we've done a good thing. So let's talk about Social Security. And these are some questions that... Uh, um, uh, I, I have here that we can hopefully answer for you. So the first one is, uh, you know, what is a restricted application? And so I think it's a good one because the other two questions I have for this week apply to restricted applications. So a restricted application is when you file to get spousal benefits, meaning you, you say, I don't want to get my benefits. I want to get a portion of my spouse's benefits. And you let your benefits increase until you take them in a future date. So what you're doing is restricting, quote unquote, your benefit to spousal benefits only. Okay, so that's called a restricted application. So now that you understand that, let me uh, look at the first question I have here. I'm confused. <laughs> okay, that's a good way to start it. 
I'm 66. My benefit is $1,544. My wife is 63, and her uh, and she is going to apply for benefits this year, and she is going to get reduced benefits because she's 63. I understand that. I calculate that if I take spousal benefit on her, I will get $608 per month. Do I get 50% of her benefit at age 63? Or do I get it based on the benefit when she's 66, even though she's starting at age 63? And the answer is, yeah, you're right. Your spousal benefit is not based on what she's collecting. It's based on what her benefit will be when she's 66. That's an important thing to remember. So even though she's collecting at 66 and you're 60 uh, and she's 63 now, the half of the benefit you'll get if you apply is on her 66 benefit. And the answer that is the same thing if she was 68 and started collecting and you wanted to get half, you get half of the 66 benefit, not what she's collecting. It's always based on her 66 benefit. All right, next question. I'm 63 and applying for disability benefits. How is the amount calculated? Does disability affect the spousal benefit? Is there a separate spousal disability benefit? Okay, well, that's a good question, too. So your disability benefit will be the amount of retirement benefit you would get if you were claiming at your full retirement age. So the disability and the Social Security benefit are the same. Okay, so filing disability instead of retirement benefits, there's no reduction. Now, once you file for disability benefits, your spouse becomes entitled to regular spousal benefit. So if she wants to collect half of yours, she can do that. Now, if she claims it at her age 66, she will receive the full 50% of the disability benefit amount. If she takes it earlier, she'll get it reduced, just as if you were not collecting disability, you were collecting regular Social Security. Okay? So I hope those answer your questions. Now, the thing about Social Security is, it is incredibly complicated. And, you know, I think that somebody who is not trained in Social Security would have a hard time making the proper decision. So, and if you don't make the right decision on this, if you don't take it the proper way, if you don't file properly, if you sometimes, if you listen to what Social Security tells you, and a lot of times what they tell you is incorrect, then you could leave thousands of dollars on the table, if not tens of thousands over your lifetime. So what I want you to do, if you are so inclined, is to go to our website, and we have a lot of information on there about Social Security, but also you have the ability to click on Meet with an Advisor. And what we'll do is we'll sit down with you and we'll talk about Social Security. Our people are trained in Social Security. We certify them once a year to, uh, to, to have them as educated as we can get them on Social Security to help you uh, accomplish your goals. And uh, so if you go on our, our website, rpoa.com, and click on Meet with an Advisor, we'll sit down and visit with you virtually, of course. Now. The thing about it is we want, to, we want to help you build an entire retirement plan. We don't only want to talk about Social Security. It is an integral and very important part of your planning, of course. But we want to look at the global picture. We want to look at your income taxes as well. We want to look at when should you retire, or if you're retired, when do you get where do you get your money from? We want to look at uh, calculating if you have enough money to retire. You know, maybe you still need to keep going and, and save up some more if you're fortunate to have a job right now. Also, we want to look at uh, your estate planning, and we want to look at uh, the whole global picture and help you to build a retirement plan. I'm glad we had this talk. And, well, I am too. And if we can help you to do that, there's no charge or obligation, and we're, we will be so happy. But if, we, if there's not a fit there, that's fine too, and we will part friends. So our website is rpoa.com. Now, 
Um, we're going to take a break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about buy, hold myth number six, which is you haven't lost any money unless, finish it for me, you sell. Stay tuned. We'll debunk that one for you when we come back. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. Why, thank you, thank you, thank you. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, on this show, we like our bonds shaken and not stirred. And all those other financial shows, they stir their bonds. Oh my gosh, if James knew about this, there would be there would be heck to pay. You don't want to make James Bond mad. Anyway, we are back. I am your host, Ken Morafe, and uh, I am founder and senior retirement planner at uh, Retirement Planners of America. And uh, we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And uh, so we spend our time thinking about ways to maximize your social security benefits, to get income during your retirement, to have your money last as long as you do. And you know, I'll tell you something funny. We, we uh, actually uh, wrestled with that one because that's kind of, uh, you know, one of our mandates. And we asked our clients, we said, so what do you think about, uh, you know, your money lasting longer than you do? And believe it or not, <laughs> we had a large percentage of our clients say no. I don't want my money to last longer than I do. I want the last check that I write to bounce. And my greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs, you know what? They, they can fend for themselves. So we said, okay, how about if it's, we want your money to last as long as you do? They said, yep, that's good. We'll take that one. So that's, that's what we want. Your money to last as long as you do, and the greedy, unwashed can fend for themselves. <laughs> so anyway, we believe that to have your money last as long as you do, it is important to protect your principal. And uh, there are lots of dangers you know, to your uh, money lasting as long as you do. And uh, in our view, the three major ones are taxes. Actually, there's four. Taxes, inflation, bear markets, which is when you know your investments, uh, the stock market takes a huge drop like it did in 2008, like it did in Y2K and other times. And then also your spending. You know, sometimes uh, if you're not careful, the person you see in the mirror is actually your worst enemy when it comes to your financial well-being if you spend too much. And so all four of those are very important ones. Now, to address number four, your spending, what we do there is we build for our clients, and we'd love to build one for you at no charge, uh, is a retirement cash flow plan, meaning we look at how much your income sources are, Social Security, et cetera, how much your spending is on all the different things that you want to spend money on, income taxes included, and we build a plan to see if you're going to run out of money. So that's one. Inflation, the way you fight that one usually is through your investments and the stock market and that kind of thing. But the problem with that is that that brings in risk number, whichever it was, three, and that's bear markets. And that's when the stock market falls. So if your investments take a big loss, then the ability of those investments, if you are invested there, to provide the income that you want to support your lifestyle becomes impaired. And in some cases, you may not be able to retire. And in other cases, you may have to unretire. But usually, that's not a good option because the reason why the market is tanking is we're in a recession. So there's a lot of reasons why we believe that protecting what you have is important. So we want you to have a successful retirement. We want your money to grow, but we want to build in protection for that. And uh, so therefore, that means that there are times when you should not be in stocks, in our opinion. Now, that is counter to the buy-hold thought, which is you buy 
quality investments, you buy diversification, you put it in lots of different places, so you diversify it all, and uh, you, know, you rebalance periodically and your job is done. That's called buy and hold. Well, the problem with that, of course, is that when bear markets come, there's a third component that we believe you should have, which is that you should also have a strategy to not have stocks anymore, to transition out of those. So the buy-hold counter to that is you haven't lost any money unless what? You sell, right? So you haven't lost any money unless you sell. So, you know, I remember I met, with a, I met this gentleman back in, in 2008 who had lost $600,000, in, in that uh, stock market crash. And he said he called his advisor nine times, nine times. And he said, you know, and, his, and, and he was told, hey, don't worry about it. You haven't lost any money unless you sell. And he said, but I'm looking on my statement. I lost money. What do you mean I haven't lost any money? Don't worry about it. It's a paper loss. What do you mean paper loss? I can't spend, my, I'm down 600,000. How do I spend that money now? I can't, it's not there. Well, don't worry, it'll come back. How do I know that? Do you guarantee it will come back? Well, no, but it, it will. It always has. Oh, okay. So what if it doesn't? Can I move in with you or will you put the money back in my account because I haven't lost any money? I haven't sold anything. So you see the dilemma with that. There, there's two parts to the you haven't lost any money unless you sell. One is the first part, which is you haven't lost any money, which I believe is not true. You have. If, if, you're, if you're looking at your statement, your investments are down, you have lost money, period. And then the next thing is, it's going to come back, okay? You haven't lost any money because it's going to come back. Well, that second part is not guaranteed. No one can guarantee you that. In fact, during the Great Depression, it took 25 years for the Dow to get back. It was 1954 before the Dow got back to where it was in 1929. In Y2K, it took almost seven years for the S&P 500 index the Dow, or the Dow to get back to even. And then it crashed in 2008, and it wasn't until 2013 that it got back. So in those two instances, it took seven years and six years. So do you have seven, six, 25 years to wait for your money to come back in a really bad bear market? <laughs> See, I don't think you do. And, you know, since we work with people who are retired or retiring soon, the, you know, the people we work with are within five years of retirement or five years into retirement. They're in that 10-year period for the most part. And that is, in our opinion, the most important period of your entire financial life. Because if you take a big loss during that period, it could cause you to not be able to retire. It could cause you to have to unretire. It may cause you to have to reduce your standard of living to compensate for it because you don't know if it's going to come back or not. I mean, hopefully it will, and we saw how fast it did this time around, but there's no guarantee of that. And I don't want to bet your retirement, your future, on a hope that it's going to come back. Therefore, I believe you need to take action. So our strategy is called Invest and Protect, and we have that on our website. You can go and learn about it. Um, you also uh, can uh, see we, we have videos and articles. And also, um, while you're there, you can uh, sign up to, uh, visit, uh, to attend one of our seminars. So we have seminars coming up this next week. We have one on retirement planning during these uncertain times. And we've had thousands of people uh, register for that. And we'd love to have you uh, attend one uh, from the uh, um, comfort of your home. Okay, so they're, they're live, but they're virtual. And uh, so if you, if you want to go and attend that, it's rpoa.com. Also, we have one on cybersecurity. 
it always amazes me how many people are interested in that, but I guess you should be. So uh, we have that coming up and also some on Medicare. Now, Medicare right now is an important time of the year for that. So there are some important decisions and we want to educate you on that. And also, if you'd like, what you can do on our website is you can sign up to visit with one of our retirement planners. Now, you can do that at no charge or obligation, and we'd love to visit with you and help you with all of that. So rpoa.com is our website. Now, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about our estate tip of the week. And this week, we're going to talk about the gift tax rules. So if you want to give money to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs and help them out a little bit, stay tuned. We want to educate you on that. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. And we are back. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. And this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. So if you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, this show is designed for you. And uh, I am your host. And, uh, you know, our firm was recently named by Financial Times one of the top 300 registered investment advisors, actually for the third time that they've done that. And uh, we are very flattered by that, of course. But we know that without our beloved and most valued clients, we would be nowhere. So all you clients, we love you. We thank you. We are so uh, grateful that we get to to help you on your retirement journey. If you are not a client, um, I encourage you to go to our website. It's rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. And uh, we have, we podcast this show, we have articles, we have videos. You could spend a lot of time binge watching on our, on our uh, uh, website. And I think that might be a better thing to do than to binge watch on Netflix. Although Tiger King is really amazing. I'm sure you loved watching that, but maybe some ideas on social security strategies might be more worthwhile time. I don't know, just me. Uh, so we are back. And uh, this is a time of the show where we talk about estate planning. Okay, so this is where we talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. And uh, this week, we're going to be talking about the gift tax rules. Okay, so just to kind of set the stage, um, you know, there was a time when people could just give away as much money as they wanted to the next generation. But somehow along the way, our, uh, our government in its infinite wisdom decided that transferring money to an, another generation should be taxed, okay? So, and they decided that they would create gift tax rules so that if you were to give money to somebody, that you have to pay taxes on that gift. Now, the gift taxes are due by the people making the gift, okay? So if you're the one making the gift, you owe the tax. There are no taxes, at this time anyway, um, on the person that receives the gift. Okay, so when you receive a gift, there are no taxes to you. Now, what our Congress, because they want to be reelected, realized, is that if you tax every single gift that anybody makes, then, you know, if you take friends out to dinner, you buy somebody a birthday present, you know, you do anything like that, that's a gift. And you'd have to pay taxes on that. And they understand that if you had to pay taxes on everything that you did like that, that you would probably vote them out of office. So they said, all right, let's create some gift exemptions. Let's create an amount of gifting that does not cause you to have to file a tax return, does not cause you to have to pay taxes. And this year, in 2020, that amount is $15,000. What that means is, is that you can gift anybody you wish $15,000 this year, and there's no gift tax that you have to pay. And that is as many people as you wish. 
So if you have three children, you can give each one of them $15,000, that'd be $45,000 total, and there's no tax on that gift to you or to them. Now, if you're married, you can double up on that, and you can have a dual gift, which means you can now give $30,000 to each one of those three children, and if you're fortunate enough to be able to do that, you'd have the ability to give away $90,000 with no taxes. So that's a gift tax ex exemption amount. Now, they also have a big number, and this one is new. This is under the uh, Donald Trump tax uh, uh, change that we had, and that is the amount, it's called the lifetime exemption, and that amount is $11.5 million. Okay, that was my impression of Dr. Evil, so sorry about that. <laughs> but it's $11.5 million. And so what that means is, is that if you exceed giving somebody $15,000 in a year, then the overages on that have to, if they add up to more than $11.5 million during your lifetime, then there would be a tax on, on, your, on your gift. For most people, you're not, you're not gonna get to that $11.5 million. So for most people, you can give as much as you wish without worrying about taxes, unless you get over that $11.5 million number. So it's all good news, and uh, so gift away. But do it carefully and in the right way, and uh, you know, make sure that, you know, as they say, uh, one of the things that I tell clients when I talk to them, and they, occasionally we have clients that really want to help out their children and grandchildren, almost to their own detriment. And I tell them, you know, one of the things you have to remember is that when you get on an airplane and those oxygen masks come down, what do they tell you? They say, put the mask on yourself first before you take care of any children. Now, why do they say that? And the reason why they say that is because if you pass out, then nobody's taking care of that child. So first thing is, make sure you have enough oxygen and then you know, work to take care of your child. Well, when it comes to your money, I believe it's the same thing. Make sure you are taken care of before you gift away too much and then you don't have any oxygen left and you pass out and then they don't have any anymore either because the person who was giving it to them uh, now has run out. Okay, so gifting is great, but do it in moderation. So um, now, if you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, I want, you I want to invite you to attend our virtual seminar. We have one coming up on retirement planning in uncertain times, and we've had uh, thousands of people here in the last uh, two, three months uh, register for them. I'd love to see you there. Uh, they are live, but they're virtual. And uh, we'll talk about, uh, you know, how to invest, Social Security, uh, diversification. We'll talk about all those kind of things in, in this crazy pandemic world. Now, also, we have seminars on cybersecurity. Um, working at home and being all over that has uh, given a great deal of opportunity to hackers and bad guys. And so I want you to be protected from that. And then also we have uh, virtual seminars coming up next week on Medicare. And uh, this is an important time of the year to make decisions on that. And so we want to help you to make the right decisions there. And so all of that's available to you uh, in the coming week. And all you have to do is register at rpoa.com and uh, we'll hopefully help you with that. Now also on the uh, on on our website uh, you can podcast this show we do broadcast it uh, on the website and so if you want to listen to it at your leisure at your time you can do that now on our website, you also have the ability to uh, sign up to visit with one of our retirement planners, and I uh, would love to do that with you at no charge or obligation. And if you do that, we'll sit down with you and we'll create a retirement cash flow plan. We'll help you with Social Security decision, 
income tax decision, estate planning decision. We'll help you with all of that. No charge or obligation. And if we can help you, great. And if not, that's fine too. Either way, there's no charge, there's no obligation, and we will part friends. Okay, so rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. All right, do you know what? This show is over already. I cannot believe how fast it has gone. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed making it for you. We'll see you next week, same time, same channel. Bye-bye, everybody. Of course not. It's only the beginning. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Sound effects or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of Ken Morafe or MMWKM Advisors, LLC. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.